Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played. From MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Believe Me, right here on Stadium TV. Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside my favorite tight end ever, Clay Harbor, and the pro handicapper himself, Brandon Lang. We are here, of course, to win you some money this weekend. Championship weekend in college football. NFL Week 13, some Tiger Woods conversation as well. But first, we start off with an off-book play, if you will. We were talking about via text. Monday Night Football, Vikings versus Bears. Brandon was on the Vikings. Clay was on the money line with the Bears. So, Brandon, you're going to give him some props here? Well, that's funny. That's the thing about you pick these games early in the week, and then the weekend unfolds, and you see how things are playing out, and then you start to second guess and go, you know what, I might be on the the wrong side of the game. So at BrandonLang.com, yes, I gave out Minnesota here on the show, but at BrandonLang.com, I said, you know, and I'm on the wrong side of the game. And I released Chicago. And I just said, you know, they're the right side of the game. And then Clay texts me like 10 minutes before the game. I said, who do you have in this game? And Clay Maker goes, Bears money line, baby. Bears money line. So I had the Bears <laughs> plus the points. And I'm watching the game. And then, you know, Fields fumbles. And they let Minnesota take the lead when they should have put the game away in the first half. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Clay ain't going to get money line. And then here's what people don't understand. I had Ohio State on Saturday. And on the first on the first third down play, when Michigan drove and took the seven minutes off the clock, there was an offensive pass interference penalty that would have gave the ball back to, to Ohio State. And then, of course, they drive down. And when they need to get the first down to take a knee, they don't. And they get the covering field goal. And you get beat that way. And so then you come into this game. And if the Minnesota Vikings on that third down play had picked up three yards, they would have kicked a field goal. To go up by, you know, to go up by four yeah. and cover the number. And yeah. the gambling gods. It was So when they didn't pick it up, they were still thinking about trying the 59-yarder. Yeah. And he goes, no, it away. three yards. Unbelievable defensive play. So to get the money line win, the claim maker, that's a pretty good call there. His little bear. Clay, what did you see there? Yeah. Well, you look back to last week and the Bears played a Detroit Lions team that was supposed to trounce them and just watching that game. And I'm watching the individual matchup. I say, and this team can play with the lions. You know, obviously Jared Goff threw three interceptions, but the bears forced those interceptions. A lot of those weren't just fluky interceptions. So you're, so I'm watching the game. Justin Fields is playing efficient. Their running game looks good. They got their offensive lines finally healthy. Tevin Jenkins healthy. Nate Davis is healthy. 
Braxton Jones is finally back from his neck injury. Darnell Wright's coming in his own. They're so weak at center. But looking at the lines, Montez Sweat has actually been playing really good, and he's a multiplier. He makes everybody else in that defensive line better because now Sweat's getting the double teams. Everybody else is, is matched up one-on-one. It yeah. creates a lot of – so looking at this Bears team, I go, they're actually playing better than the Lions. This isn't a fluky game from what I saw. So coming into Minnesota, if it's Kirk Cousins, I'm taking Minnesota all day. Right. But I just don't trust the astronaut at quarterback to come in here and, and beat a Bears team that is actually playing really good, and they lost a game. At one point in the Minnesota game, they were 97% supposed to win the game. All right, fellas, let's move on. By the way, credit to Clay. Against the number this season, he is 51, 35, and 3. So we're no longer talking about a small sample size here. Clay is doing very well. <laughs> yeah, I keep waiting for the shoe to drop, but it ain't dropping. It ain't Not yet. Hey, appreciate it, guys. You just got to stick to the base. It's all about the process. It's yeah, not man. about the results. You keep the process right. You look at the matchups, and the results will come. I don't look at the results. I'm like, Jalen Hurts, baby. You cannot affect me, win or lose. Oh, you know what, though? Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. You are winning some games, but you're not on the right side, and you're winning some games. For Buffalo not to have won and covered that oh, game God. is a travesty. For, for Listen. I'll say it again. When Ohio State missed the field goal at the end of the first half, I said to I text my buddies, I said, that three points is going to come back to haunt me. Same thing when the Bills. The Bills were up 17-7. They drove down. They're about to make it 20-7. to And he misses that field goal. I said, that three points is going to come back to haunt me. And it did. It's, it's unbelievable. Yes, I give Philly credit. And this Philly-San Francisco game, I'm going to be the jinx, and we'll get Ooh. to it in a minute. Yeah. But next next week, mark my words, that's when it all comes tumbling down for Philly on one game because Dallas is going to get them in Dallas, and Dallas is going to beat them like a drum. That's the game they're going to get drilled. Listen to me. KC, Buffalo, now they're playing San Francisco. Bam, 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 and they go to Dallas. Yeah. For a fourth straight, that's the game they're going to get blown out. But for now, we'll break down that Frisco and, and the Eagles game in a moment. But well done, Clay. Well done. Eagles getting three at home. We'll talk about it later. But let's start with one Tiger Woods, who is back in action in a competitive capacity this week at the Hero World Challenge. He is currently 70-1 to win the Masters in 2024. He recently said that he plans on playing one event a month in the 2024 calendar year, Brandon. And honestly, it's amazing that Tiger is even doing this right now. But it's also kind of amazing that he thinks he can actually win because we have not seen any good play from him whatsoever since that car accident. What say you about Tiger in 2024? Um, He's just playing to play. He's just playing to get a feel not taking anything serious. Understand that, that, that my boy Ted Tree was on tour in Tiger's heyday. So I got to see Tiger up close personal. In fact, when I caddied for Ted in the 1999 Nissan opening, shot the course record 61 with me on the bag, two-shot lead going into Sunday pair with Davis Love and Tiger Woods. Hmm. Spent a little time talking to Tiger that day in between the ropes. Let it be known that after that Sunday final round at Riviera in 99, Tiger fired fluff in the parking lot, picked up Steve Williams two weeks later. Um so I know a bit of th a thing or two about Tiger. He's not expecting to win any of this. 
he's gearing up for the Masters. That's all he's doing. It's the one course he knows better than anybody on the planet, with the exception of Jack Nicholas. That's all he's trying to do. Does he have a chance? Let's see how he does in these little tune-up tournaments where he's out there. Just nice to be back out here with the guys. Nice sitting some shots under pressure. Let's see how the leg holds up. And then we'll talk about the Masters when we get closer to the Masters. But that's all he's doing. He's just getting back out there, getting the, taking the car out of the garage and take it for a little drive. That's all he's doing right now. Clay, I know there's no real reason for Tiger to lie, but do you think he thinks he can really win on tour? Hey, he said he's not feeling any of the pain he felt when he was at Augusta. And I don't know if he really believes it, but you watch the documentary on Tiger Woods, the one that came on ESPN, and you see the type of competitor he is his whole life. He wants to be the best, and I respect it. Do I think he has a chance to win again? No. I think father time is something that's undefeated. I've seen a lot of athletes come and go in, in my time in the NFL. There are some that are still playing that are my age, but they're on their last legs. And Tiger Woods is older than all of us. Eventually, he's going to catch up to you. And the margin for error is so small in this competitive world we have today with all these golfers out there. I don't see him winning, but I think he can compete in a couple of rounds. He's saying, hey, I don't think he has reason to lie. He says he's not feeling any of the pain he felt at Augusta. He says he's, he's healthy. He's ready to go. So I'm going to take him for his word. All right, we shall see what happens. 70 to 1 to win the Masters in 2024. Okay, guys. Let's pick some games. Let's talk about the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma State, a dog in this one, battling Texas, who has its eyes set on the college football playoff. They are laying 15 points in this one, Brandon. What is the right side here? It don't matter. They're setting in the seven spot, which is a travesty, by the way, that Ohio State's in front of them. Yeah. This team beat Alabama in Alabama. This team just beat Texas Tech by 100. Now they know the only way we can get on the committee's radar is to beat this Oklahoma State team exactly the way we beat Texas Tech. If we struggle, we don't have a shot. Now, I'm still trying to figure out how Oklahoma State is in this championship game. Lost earlier the year at home to South Alabama. Beat Oklahoma at home, which basically punched their ticket here. Beat Kansas State at home, which basically punched their ticket here. But after they beat Oklahoma, they went to Central Florida and lost by 40. So for me, I think Texas names it. Take the point spread. Throw it out wow. the window. They've got to win this game by at least three to four touchdowns to make a statement to have any chance to work their way in the final four. And I believe Sark knows that and will not hesitate to run it up, which is why he ran it up against Texas Tech. He'll run it up here if he can. I got Texas minus the points. Okay, Clay, Gundy, historically very good as a dog. So what are you doing here? I'm a man. I'm 40. Come after me. No, I'm I'm with Brandon here. I think that, that okay. Texas knows what they have to do to get into this playoff. You got to hope for a Florida State loss. You got to hope for a Georgia loss, too, I'd say. And then maybe you have a chance. But the first thing you got to do is you got to take care of business against Oklahoma State, who won a double overtime game just to get here against a team yep. that wasn't very good. Yep. So in my opinion, they're going to be able to pick their number and they're going to run it up because they have to. They have to show the committee that, hey, we are a team that can compete. And to me, they have the best win of 
probably anyone to this point in that whole conversation. You, you're you're beating Alabama. I mean, that's I mean that's huge. You go into Tuscaloosa and you beat Alabama. That's an unbelievable win by two scores. I mean, come on. In my opinion, this is a, this is a big game. I think Texas deserves to be in there, but I am taking Texas minus the fifteen. Okay, and they will be rooting, by the way, for Oregon to beat Washington. Stay tuned on that. Let's talk about the SEC championship game here, Brandon. We've got Georgia. We've got Bama as a home dog getting six and a half. What are we doing here? Georgia hasn't beat Alabama in back-to-back seasons in the last 20 years. And now the line's up to six and a half. I just don't see it. I don't. Um, as a dog, as seven points or fewer, Nick Saban, 10 and three straight up, 11 and two against the spread. I, listen. Love it. I know Bama struggled last week against Auburn. I'm still trying to scratch my head that a team like New Mexico Struggles, State. They got lucky to win a fourth so and 32-yard pass. Listen, which goes to show you. These that's not lucky. That's a prayer. Hail Mary. I, thank I, you, Lord. I get it. But it just goes <laughs> to show you in these rivalry games, Washington State got beat by close to 40 by Arizona in Washington State. And Washington struggled to even beat that team as like a 19-point favorite. So these rivalry games, you got to throw them out. Now it's the matchup of Kirby versus Nick. Georgia, Alabama. I just think it's too many points. I don't think you can pass up Nick Saban getting close to seven. I just can't. Yeah. I'm with Brandon on this one, though, Clay. Let's see what your case is here. By the way, this is a neutral site game, so Alabama not a home dog. But go ahead, Clay. You know, I watching that Alabama game, they are lucky, very lucky to be there at this point. I mean, fourth and 32. I mean, you missed the snap. You go back, like, yeah, I just said, let's go make a play. These guys are acting like they aren't just – a complete one in a million shot to be there. But that being said, I think Georgia wins, but I think this is a one to four point ball game. It is going to be inside the score. I think obviously you, you can't go against Nick Saban in these types of games, but I think Georgia has them. They have the better team, but it's going to be close. So I'm taking Alabama. Okay. We are on Alabama in that one. Let's go to the Big Ten championship game. Michigan battling Iowa. Iowa getting 21 and a half. and a half? And a total, by the way, Brandon, of 35. So this could be like a 30 to 3 game, something like that. What do you think about this one? The last six games that Iowa's played, they've gone under the post total. The Vegas line maker has taken that total from 38 to 35, to 34, to 32, to 29. It's just yeah. the bar, and they can't get there. So the question on the table is, how is Iowa going to score? They struggled last week against Nebraska. How are they going to score? Conversely, Michigan's offense the last couple of weeks, yeah, they put together some good drives against Ohio State, but McCarthy still only threw the football for 146 yards and you're not gonna be able to run the ball on Iowa the way you ran it on Ohio state. So where are the points going to come from in this game? Both these teams are going to try to run it, play to their defense. I'm going under 35. That's my play. Yeah. Good play there. Clay. I know it's surprising. It's a lot of points minus 20 and one and a half, but Iowa completed 11 passes last week. 
this this offense is anemic. It's beyond bad. And Michigan has a solid defense. I think there's no way that Iowa stays close in this game. And Michigan wants to put a good foot forward in going into the college football playoffs. They're going to run up the score here. So I think Michigan covers here with the minus 21 and a half. Something about that spread that scares me. I would rather just take the data that we have in front of us and go under the posted total of 35. So I'll go with Brandon on that one. But Clay, I'm with you. I don't think Iowa really can score in that matchup. All right. Dolphins, Commanders, home dog alert. Commanders getting nine and a half in this one at home. Clay, we talked about this game before going live. Washington 0-4 and 1 ATS at home this season. So not so great Dolphins. Seven and four against the number. Can the commanders keep it close, Clay? No. And uh, you, you're talking about the worst defense versus the best offense in the NFL. This is going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be an ugly game. Yes, Sam Howell is leading the NFL in passing yards. He's got 18 touchdowns with 13 picks. I think if, if two of, this is going to be one of those 70-point games for the Dolphins, in my opinion, I think two and the Dolphins are going to be able to pick their score. Best offense in the league going against an awful defense. After you got rid of Montez Sweat, Chase Young, you got nobody on the D-line. There is no pressure there. When you don't get pressure on Tua, he shreds you. And that's what's going to happen. I am taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the Commanders. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Dolphins minus nine and a half. Brandon, road chalk. I can't do it. Can you? Yeah. I can do it. They're that <laughs> they're that bad. I, I swear to God, Clay could come out of retirement and every sports book in Vegas would have Clay receptions two and a half. <laughs> I would play the over. Um, I would say my girl receptions a half. She'd be open on a five yard curl and she has hands. Trust me. I said that <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day and watch this. Washington secondary. They're as clueless as anything I've seen in the NFL in quite some time. Awful. And here's the most amazing thing about it of why the NFL is so effed up this year. As bad as Washington is, as bad as they look and as bad as they are, technically speaking, they should have beaten the Philadelphia Eagles twice. Lost to him 34-31 and 38-31. When it was 31-31, they had the ball turned it over and gave Philly a short field. They had Philadelphia beat twice. So as bad as they are, they still had the Eagles beat twice. But in this case here, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami puts up 50. I, I really wouldn't. I would not. I would okay. not. Whatever the, whatever the Miami team total is, <laughs> unload on it. Hammer the over. We are on Miami here this week. All right, guys. NFC Championship rematch. 49ers-Eagles. Clay, let's admit it. Philadelphia was lucky to escape with a victory a week ago over the Bills. I think the Bills outplayed them. Here they are as home dogs battling a 49ers team. What is the right play here? I won't admit that. They outplayed oh, them in the on. first half, but the Eagles outplayed them in the second half. This team is resilient. You look at the second half of that game. Jalen Hurts came back and showed why he is my MVP so far this season. And obviously me being drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, playing there for four years, I have ties to Philly. I'm going to Philly. I'll be on the field for the game this Ooh. weekend, but just don't wow. tell my former teammates that I'm actually going with the 49ers up, this week. I'm actually oh, yeah. going with the 49ers this week, and here's why. I think 
the, the 49ers are on a roll. Ever since they got Chase Young, this defensive line is just coming after people. Fred Warner, the best linebacker in the game. Defensive backfield's not great, but this 49ers offense is really tough to stop. I think the Eagles keep it close, but I'm still taking the 49ers to win by more than three. Okay. I think this is one of those trap games. Eagles coming off a big win. The 49ers had a pseudo bye week with a Thursday night football game. The Eagles are coming off of a late Sunday game. Lane Johnson might not play. If Lane Johnson plays, that changes my thought process. I think, okay, the Eagles can stop this pass rush because he is the best right tackle in the league. Lane Johnson didn't play last week. Dallas Goddard didn't play last week. When the Eagles reach the playoffs and they play the 49 in the playoffs, Eagles will win. Dallas Goddard will be back. Lane Johnson will be healthy. This game on Sunday, I'm taking the 49ers minus the three. You know, Brandon, sometimes you're just due for a loss. I think the Eagles are. Well, I'm going to put the kiss of death on them. I had Kansas City over Philadelphia. And I sat right there having myself a winner in the palm of my hand. Hmm. And watch Kelsey fumble at the five-yard line going in, which would have put them up 10 in the fourth. Game, set, match. Then I sat there last week at Buffalo plus three and watched Buffalo let this team off the hook. They get the ball to start overtime, go right through them. Josh has Davis wide open for the win. They miscommunicate. This Philadelphia team, yep, Philadelphia team just keeps Jalen Hurts has now beat winning teams 14 straight times. So guess what? I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles plus three. Wow. You watch the Niners beat them because that's what Philadelphia does. If B-Lang's against us, we cover him. If he's with us, hell no. Let me paint you a picture here, okay? Think about this. For all the good Philadelphia has done, all the good they've done, they lose here, and they lose at Dallas next week. Three losses. The Niners, three losses. Home field advantage, everything gone, all that good work. Yep. They got to go to Frisco in the NFC Championship game. So just think about that for a minute, sports fans, if they lose this game here. Could get dicey for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. We are on different ends. I'm going to side with Clay. Finally, Philadelphia. Loses by a good chunk of points. Give me the 49ers and Clay Harbor in that one. All right, finally, guys, Chiefs and Packers. Packers at home getting six. The Chiefs are four and one away from Arrowhead. Packers coming off an upset victory over the Lions. So this could be a bounce forward spot, if you will, for the Packers in the sense that they are not going to play well. What do you think, Clay? You know, I think that the money is going to be on the Chiefs plus the six here because obviously you got the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid defending Super Bowl champions. But I, I, I like the the Packers at home, and here's why: Jordan Love in the past four weeks has actually been very good. He, he's on on the right page with his receivers. He's getting the ball out quick. He is showing that he can actually be the next Aaron Rodgers. Pro Football Focus in the last four weeks has him has him graded as the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. This guy is on a roll. He's going to be at home, and the, the Chiefs defense is just okay. I think that the 49ers can stay close. Excuse me, the Packers can stay close here, and I don't I don't know if they win. I think it could be a three point game, a four point game. But I really like the Packers plus the six at home. Tough to lay road chalk, but Brandon, the Chiefs, less than a touchdown, pretty good. 
Matt LaFleur in his NFL coaching career has been an underdog of three points or more 17 times. He's 13 and four against the spread. And if the Kansas City Chiefs are favored against the team, when both are coming off an against the spread win, they're 0-9 against the spread, their last nine. Oof. Nine straight missed covers if both teams covered the last game. Clay's on it. I don't think Green Bay just covers the number. I think the Green Bay Packers win this game outright. Money line. Wow. Packers outright. Just like the Claymaker. I'm money out the Bears. B-Lang. <laughs> Eight Green Bay plus the points. Get you a little side money line bet with the Packers. Wait for it. Wait for it. Outright. Oh, my gracious. Packers outright. And that's how we have to end this show, folks. For Clay Harbor and Brandon Lang, I am Cam Rogers. This has been Believe Me right here on Stadium TV. Cheers to Believe as well. Good luck to your bets this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.